Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Talk, the opinions, the panel. Well, we've been asking hard questions of our guests all morning and it's not going to stop now because we've got Jamie Wall and Kimberly Downs on the panel this morning and uh, Kimberly, one of the words we haven't really talked about this morning when we've analysed the performances of the Black Ferns and uh, the All Blacks is passion and we find it very hard. I looked at the grandstand there in Paris at the weekend, the week before, the same one in Ireland and Dublin and uh, the passion in the fans, the passion in the players, I'm not sure we've ever had that kind of level of passion and I'm not, I don't know why. Um, in terms of, I mean, in terms of the fan support, I think you see it primarily around World Cup time. There certainly would be, but also I also think give credit, don't you, to the people who are putting on these sporting events because that's what they are. It's not just a game; it's an event at these stadiums, and they give it that atmosphere, and that in turn breeds a certain level of passion and enthusiasm. I mean, when you looked at the scenes ahead of the game against France. I mean, it was, it was magical. The light shone. Everything about it was spectacular. They were obviously dishing out French flags left, right and centre. And why wouldn't you get that kind of fever, I suppose, if you were there at the ground? I think probably more than anything, um, NZR could look to them for a bit of an example on how to showcase an event more than just a match if they want to kind of get things to rival that. Yeah, I mean... I it's, I'm not taking anything away from um, you know the fact that we, we love our rugby over here, but I, I think we're we're just a different type of person, um, Jamie. But anyway, let's let's get on to uh, also just the performance here. Uh, are you a little dismayed, a little worried now after the last fortnight in particular? <laughs> a little. I uh, think that's an understatement. Um, I'm I'm extremely disappointed uh, with what's happened. But I've been. You know, we, we had this conversation three weeks ago where, where I mentioned that if these results don't go away, we're going to be having a conversation about whether this team's in the right dire- heading in the right direction and has the right coach. And here we are. I mean, uh, it's good for a talkback radio station because there's plenty, plenty for you guys to do over summer now uh, because this isn't going away. Uh, this, this is going to stay. And, uh, you know, you, you've had Scott Robertson on this morning. He was very measured with his with his comments, but we know what's going through his mind right now, and we know what's going through the minds of the people who have locked in Ian Foster's job right now, because all of a sudden they're getting made to look very foolish uh, over some decisions um, that they've made. And if we're going to talk about the black firms as well, well, I mean, it's kind of the same same story uh, that they have. They've they've set this team off 
on a direction that they thought was right, and it, it's not working at all. Uh, neither our men's and women's teams um, uh, are in a good place right now, and it's a terrible way to finish the year. And it's the first time in quite a while we were, we're the All Blacks, I think, since back since we got thumped by England in that game back in 2012, uh, have actually finished a year, or outside of a World Cup, rather, have finished a year in such disappointing um, fashion. But, I mean, you could, you could re- actually make a case right now for this being one of the worst All Black seasons ever, uh, but given, given what's happened. I mean, you think back to 1998 when they lost five tests in a row. Well, you know, they were only just losing those tests, and that was to a very good Wallaby side who was about to become world champions and to a, a then-world champion Springbok side. Uh, and they were only just losing those games. So, and, and now we're losing to Argentina, Ireland, uh, and, and France. Uh, and it's, it's not acceptable. This, this is not acceptable. And, and, and thing, questions need to be answered about this. Uh, yeah, and that's, uh, I think it's a very good point. Uh, Kimberly, I just wonder whether those questions will be answered in uh, the, the key areas. In other words, the boardroom, will they wonder over there or, or will they lead the, the relative coaches, uh, Ian Foster and Glenn Moore, to sort it themselves? I mean, certainly in the, in the case of Glenn Moore, they'll leave that to sort it himself. I can't see them um, firing Ian Foster by any stretch of the imagination either. Like, I think these are the coaches in both respects that we're going to have um, to their respective World Cups. I think what has been disappointing as well, um, and, and Jamie kind of alluded to it here a little bit, but not, not just the fashion which they've lost, but also I, I think there's been a real lack of kind of ownership um, around that following the defeat. You know, talking to, to Ian Foster yesterday in the press conference, and, and there still seems to be this real attitude of, you know, well, I, I think he genuinely believes they are making progress and, and growing, but it's, it's quite um, bewildering in a way to, to hear an all-black coach speak like that off the back of, of consecutive defeats, and not just consecutive defeats, but sad losses. Um, and I think people would probably appreciate hearing slightly more ownership of it and, and less of the oh, yep, well, you know, it's been a tough year, it's been a long tour. The Springboks and the Wallabies actually lost more tests than us, you know. We, won't, we only lost three and we paid 15 this year. And I think we also need to put that kind of stat in context because I've heard that a bit as well, you know, if we've only lost three out of 15. Well, frankly, I, I feel like this year there were only really four tests uh, that were going to, to matter in terms of gauging where this all black side was at. And that was two against the Springboks, one against Ireland and one against France. And the all black lost three of those. Um, and yeah. so it just, yeah, it's, it's concerning. It is concerning. It's going to be a very long summer uh, for both of those head coaches, both Glenn Moore and Ian Foster. But to get back to your point, you know, I, I can't see them being changed at this point. Okay. If, I can, if I can just add to that, um, yep. Smithy, Smithy, just, just quickly, uh, the, the All Blacks and the Blackburns and NZ Rugby in general are not helping themselves with the way that they communicate um, with the public mm-hmm. and the media. Uh, and they, they have a bland corporate uh, doublespeak that they use uh, that is all right when it wins. It's very boring when they win because it, it's very boring, but it doesn't work when they lose. And Kimberly just said, you know, that they, they just default to positive speak about about things uh, when it's not needed and just some honesty would, would have been good and quite frankly the, 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 the you know there have been challenges um, media wise on this tour just because of the time difference and the stuff 
but a lot of that could have been handled a lot better. Okay, um, we haven't finished with that yet. Uh, we're going to have a news break and uh, with, uh, with Trudy, and then when we come back, uh, I, I want to touch on a couple of other things around the rugby scene. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Kimberly Downs, Jamie Wall with us this morning. Uh, Jamie, how about this? We were There was more passion in the opposition. Uh, we were beaten badly at uh, the breakdown, the physical areas. Uh, combinations were much more apparent than ours. And I'm talking about not last weekend. I'm talking about when we uh, were given a little bit of a lesson by Fiji in the second game of this international season. Same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, it, it feels like a lot of lessons weren't learned um, from those tests. And it goes back to what I was just I just said um, before the break, is that that's all we heard of, out, of, out of the coaching staff uh, after those games, that, that you know, like we asked them, what good is a 102 0 win over Tonga and, and, and playing playing Fiji? And they said, well, this is a learning experience for this team. And you have to take that on face value and go, okay, well, you just got bashed up front by, by a bunch of guys who just got out of MIQ and had one training session together. And they clearly didn't really learn anything um, because they went up north and got pushed around um, by an Irish team and then went to Paris. And then all of the stuff that they should have learned from that game, which was. Uh, well, all the good things that were that happened in that game, which was the defence, got thrown out the window and they just got flogged. Uh, and so, I mean, yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about about what direction this team is is heading in because it seems like a, a ship with its uh, with its rudder stuck just going going round in circles. To be honest. Mm. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about a. Uh, a weekend of good results, but they're only at home, uh, Kimberly. So, for the, from a Chiefs' point of view, you couldn't ask for more. Waikato win the uh, championship. Uh, sorry, the premiership. Taranaki win the championship. Chiefs are in great shape, surely. Oh, delighted! I am delighted. Actually, um, I was hearing the gossip before I was uh, on on the line here, Smithy. That your producer John Day actually picked. Uh, against Taranaki on the weekend, which was a rogue call, considering, you know, let me let me remind you, it was a completely unbeaten season. <laughs> I'm not smug. I'm not smug at all. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, great result for the Chiefs region. Um, I imagine, you know, Tasman fans will be feeling pretty down hard. They didn't have a great chance to win it there. Um, at the end, to try and pick Waikato at the post, but alas, never mind. Um, and I do think it looks good. Some of those combinations as well that have been announced in the Chiefs squad today, I guess we already knew it was coming, but kind of nice to see, you know, the, the Tupovati and the Josh Moore combination will keep being fostered uh, at the Chiefs and, and go on from there and hopefully go on and become stronger and stronger because, you know, we are needing... Um, at a national level as well, probably, some, some up-and-coming box. And so all sorts of good things to come out of it. I'm sure the Taranaki team had a great time uh, celebrating whether it was in Inglewood or, or back at New Plymouth. I've actually got that uh, picture of Neil Barnes. You might have seen it with the trophy on his head. Uh, liquid all down in front, uh, currently saved with my phone screensaver. So very happy weekend for me from a, uh, from a local, local perspective. Oh, I feel I feel so happy for you. I really do. Uh, <laughs> you can sense that, uh, Jamie. Here's an interesting one. Um, you know, if you, you want to comment on those final, that's cool. But one of the other things I just counted up this morning, 
uh, I looked at these uh, franchises, these super franchises that have been assembled. 27 players lost to overseas. Is that excessive? Is that just typical of, of an exodus um, in terms of All Black on New Zealand rugby? Yeah, that was a, a pretty big number you, you, you chucked out there this morning. And I was starting to think, like, yeah, is that actually normal or, or not? And um, we've got a, a, a press conference with um, NZ Rugby straight after this this call, which I'm going to probably ask them about to, to say, like, you know, is this, is this concerning? Um, obviously, I don't think they like losing any players, uh, but you have to accept that the fact that um, maybe the last two years has put put a bit of um, pressure on the phase of the the careers of the guys that that, are, that would have been looking to go maybe a couple of years later. Maybe they're just thinking they ought to, ought to cash up now. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it's. It's an interesting one because I look across those Super Rugby teams and, um, you know, there's a lot of fresh faces um, coming in there. Uh, one thing I will note, um, though, is that, the, you know, for all the talk about Moana Pacifica where we're saying, like, oh, gosh, you know, see how these guys go, uh, this squad does look very solid. Uh, I mean, I'm really, really excited to, to watch them play. I'm just uh, mindful of the fact that they're not actually going to be able to get a training in together until um, early, in the, early in the new year. So hopefully they can get their stuff together and... Um, and uh, provide a big challenge for when they when they have a big derby match against the Blues. There is other sport uh, going on, Kimberley, and uh, across the other side of the world, uh, our cricket side have sort of gone from uh, one of the top floors in the building towards the bottom. All of a sudden, we lost three 0 convincingly to India. Uh, worries me a wee bit heading into the Test matches because whilst there's, uh, there are different players involved. Momentum in a squad is quite an important thing, and we might have lost some of that that we had during that Cricket World Cup. Oh, maybe. Um, I mean, I, I very much defer to your judgment on this one, Smitty, for obvious reasons, but I'm not too bothered about it. I wasn't particularly um, enamoured uh, at the thought of the T20 series straight off the back of the World Cup anyway. Like you say, maybe... The momentum shift does play a little bit of a role for them, but I'm just I'm, I'm less concerned about the momentum probably than the lack of game time and the lack of practice time that some of our test players um, have had in India and in Indian conditions. Ross Taylor yesterday uh, was talking on a press conference uh, about how you know it's, it's obviously been a long break for him from cricket. He's been over training in the nets in India, but due to COVID-19 restrictions, they can't have net bowlers, and so they're probably not seeing uh, as much as kind of the, as much spin in the net, which is what they're going to need aside from the guys in their own group. So that probably concerns me uh, a, a little bit more so. In saying that, I am extremely excited um, for this test series. I mean, I love test cricket. It's a great time for Kiwis to be watching. Starts about 5 o'clock, I think. Um, so I can't wait for that. The T20 series, in my mind, has kind of been and gone and um, will be easily forgotten. But a T series, you know, playing India in India is always something memorable. So I'm really looking forward to it. OK. Um, just finally, before we go, thanks for that, uh, Kimberly. Jamie, um, when you go in your press conference with New Zealand Rugby, who will be the first journalist to ask, are you reviewing your coaching scenario for the All Blacks? Will there be one? Or is there any point? <laughs> uh, well, I don't think we'd get any sort of answer out of them, but um, I'd say it'd probably be Ollie Ritchie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cool. I mean, you know, yeah, as you say, they're, they're not going to 
they're not, I don't think they're going to change uh, on the basis of two or three months of rugby. But uh, as, uh, I don't, I don't think so because out, I think I think I think uh, it's going to make too many people in that office look bad. That's why. Okay, well, we'll leave it at that. Thanks, you guys. Um, not a great Monday, but um, a good one to analyse and uh, point the finger, I think, and you've done that well. Thank you very much to Jamie and to Kimberly this morning. We will have another panel tomorrow morning around about the same time.